live from Buffalo Wild Wings. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You take this short period of time and you try to evaluate what are we doing well, let's keep doing that. What are we not doing well enough that we have to keep doing? And then I think there's always a bucket where you say, what are we not doing well enough that maybe we don't need to do anymore? It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Here we are. Buffalo Wild Wings is the hot spot, as you heard right there. 190 West Craig Road is the spot, North Las Vegas. Come on by. We didn't give out so many prizes, man, so many. And then we even have the Topo Chico girls walking around with some samples to give out. So you want to get hooked up with some of that, some of that hard seltzer. Uh, they got that as well. But we have tickets to UNLV. We got magic shows. We've got all kinds of stuff. What's the ticket for this? Uh, how about to the Bull Ring? Uh, they have that. We have all kind of different tickets. Uh, Adam London, Laughter Noon, we got that. Got Coors Light uh, prizes, including hats, Raider hats, T-shirts, jerseys, sweatshirts, whatever you can imagine, we absolutely have here for you. All you got to do is come on by. And you don't have to jump through hoops or anything. All you got to do is say what's up. My man Brian's by my side over here. He's hooking it up. And, uh, of course, Buffalo Wild Wings got a lot of great uh, food going on right now, great food specials, drink specials, everything to get you ready for the weekend. So uh, one hour long, one hour strong left to go. We have coming up at 4.30, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll let us know where we need to lay our money this weekend so we can try to put some extra money in our pocket. A couple quick texts I want to get to, and then demond has got something coming up for you. One text from the 408. You had no idea what movie Jason was talking about, do you? LOL. No, not at all. I have no clue. Demond, did you have any idea what movie Jason was talking about? I know you're a movie buff, but did you have any idea... What movie Jason was talking about? No, I don't. But I, cause, but also on my part, I didn't really hear what he said. I just heard the actor's name. He said oh. with Eugene Levy. And then I was kind of... I don't of even know who that is. Uh, Big Eyebrows, the dad from American Pie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know who that is. I got you. See, that's all That's all you had to say. Okay. Yeah, no, I did not. Uh, you got me on that. Uh, good text right there. Uh, also, another text, 69187, keyword r Vegas Pete said, watch the game again last night. Max was being held a lot. Safeties other than Merrick is playing well or playing poor. We got a bye week to regroup. We could play with anyone. So the arrows pointed up. What will we all do on Sunday, Q? I don't have any idea. And thank you for the text, Vegas Pete. I don't have any idea. Sunday, I know what I'll be doing is I'll be watching a lot of football and just kind of soaking it in, trying to get a little R and R, try to relax. It's very rare that I get a, a weekend where I literally have no radio that I have to do. And I probably shouldn't say it out loud because then the wife's going to realize that I don't have any radio to do. Normally, I have a Saturday night show, sometimes a Sunday night show, uh, and, and I don't this weekend So because uh, the baseball's on. So there's, uh, there's, no, there's no shows that I'm going to be doing. So that's, that's really weird. And then there's a, the bye week, so there's no Raider game that I have to cover. So I guess leisurely I'll be watching the game. I hope that she doesn't try to get me to go out and do something like I don't really want to do, right? Be like, oh, let's go do something for Halloween, or let's go get this, or that. No, no, no. But she might, she might try to, you know, make me make me put some work in. But I'm gonna try to be as lazy and as relaxed as possible this weekend. So we will see how it all shakes out. Uh, also, got a couple texts from the 415 talking about some of the uh, penalties. Uh, this one's about the Devonte Adams uh, catch. I say the Devonte Adams side. Light catch was a catch. Control was overturned by replay when the referee was three feet away. Who defines control? Movement of the ball does not negate control. Adams had full control of the ball uh, and two feet. And, again, I guess it's just a matter of opinion. On that play to me, and this is just what it happened. I'm not trying to argue with you. 
when it happened, again, DeMond was there at Oyo with me. I said immediately that that wasn't a catch. I didn't think it was a catch. And I know it sounds like I'm going against the Raiders. I'm not. Believe me, every, I would love for the Raiders to win every single game. I would like them to get every single call. But when that happened, I didn't think it was a catch. My man, uh, Vegas Jess, was sitting right there in front of me, and I was like, dude, did he catch that? That's exactly what I said to him. I said, I don't know if he caught that. It looked like he bobbled the ball. But I was sitting at the Oyo. I wasn't three feet away. I wasn't next to him, so I don't know. And replay made it look like to me that he didn't have control. But, you know, again, that's a, that's a judgment call. And that's why I hate a lot of these judgment calls. And, you know, if you're going to have review, you almost ought to review everything, even though I, that's, that gets old, right, reviewing everything. You know, it's like, you, it's like all or nothing as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, that's, there you go. Got you. <laughs> so what did you think, DeMond, when you saw that play? I initially thought he caught it. I did think that it was a catch. But for me, I think when Devontae just tried to secure the ball, that's mm -hmm. what hurt him in the end. Right. Is that the fact that he wanted to have that proper ball security, you know, just in case that chief safety would have tried to hit him and maybe knock the ball or jar it loose. You know, he took that extra step to try to secure it. And then that's where the referees, by letter of the law, you didn't have full control. But see, the one thing that I will say in that play, and I, don't, I still don't know the answer to, to this day, you know, on Friday, and I know it happened on Monday, I still don't know. These guys, the way they're able to catch the ball with one hand, he literally had one hand on the ball. So I don't know if he has it. You know what I mean? Because if it was me with one hand on the ball, it, would, it wouldn't be control. I wouldn't have control. I can tell you that. I, need two, I might need three hands to have control. But he's so good. And these guys are so skilled that he might have actual full control with one hand. I don't know that. So that, you know what I mean? So it looked like that he had one hand on the ball to the Texas point. And it, so it looked like, okay, if, if, if that's control, he could have control with one hand because they're just that good and those gloves are so sticky and all that stuff. So, I mean, there could be an argument that even with one hand, he had control. I, I, but I just don't. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Like, take Lev, you could change the rule. Would that be a catch, like, in your eyes? Like, if, if, you, if you were in charge of the NFL rule book? Because to me, it's like, what are we doing? Like, when they talk about protecting quarterbacks for the enjoyment of the game, right? why are we taking the enjoyment out of, like, a great catch just because he's bobbling it a little bit? That's just my, that's just my thought on it. Like I said uh, the other day, man, I don't know what a catch is, right? I don't know what a catch is, and that's, and that's unfortunate. Like, we should all be able to sit here in Buffalo Wild Wings on one of these big TVs, see a game, see a, 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 someone catch the ball and say, oh, that was a catch, or no, that wasn't a catch. We should all, you, me, Brian, every single person in Buffalo Wild Wings should say, that's a catch, and that's not. It should be that easy because when I was coming up, and I know I sound like the old guy in the room, and that's fine. When I was coming up, it was you catch the ball and you get two feet down, right? You, you, you get the ball and two feet down. Uh, and you're good. Now they're talking about you got to have ball control. You got to make a football move. You got to do this. You got you got to survive the ground. I mean, there's all kind of different elements to it that it, it bothers me because I don't understand why how it got so so you know messy and how the water got so muddy. And, and that's just me. And maybe that's just my ignorance. Maybe someone that's listening is like, oh no, I know exactly what it catches. Okay, I don't. I think that that it's always very questionable. Uh, got another text from the 415. The best receiver in the league has control of that ball 100% of the time. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not arguing with you. My, my man, it's fine. I don't, I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying I don't know. And, again, maybe that's me being ignorant, that's, I'm, and I'm okay with that. I don't know. I can't say that the guy that is the best receiver in the league catches the ball 100% of the time because earlier in the league, er, earlier in the year, he also was on the sideline and didn't get both feet down once, right? So, again, 
I think that goes to my point. No, none of us know what a catch is. Like, whoever's texting from the 415, do you know the exact definition of a catch? Because I don't. I'm serious. Like, I don't. I don't either. Like, you say that. Like, I don't. Like, you, you're asking him. I don't think anyone knows. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't have any idea. Now, uh, they just fired back. Perfect analogy. What defines control? I, good, good question. Good question. Uh, got a text from 209. Guys, NFL needs full-time refs. There were multiple bad calls last night against Chicago, too. Agreed. You know, I, I've, I've thought that for a while. With an industry like the NFL that makes as much money as they do and, and guys' jobs are on the line as much as they are, I do think that they should have full-time refs. They have full-time everything else. Why wouldn't they have full-time officials? But, you know, I, I had a buddy that I used to work with named Ward, and uh, he's, an old, he's an old head when it comes to football, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's much older than me, and he hates um, – he hates – uh, review at all he, he, doesn't, he wishes that the league didn't have review because he says that that's the problem officials aren't on their a game anymore because they're like oh well we could just go back and review it right and so they'll make a call and say well we'll just go back and review it and check it out instead of just making a judgment call and it's like that sounds good until your team gets burned right <laughs> and when your team gets burned it's like where's the review you got you know but now that they have the technology to do it the pandora's box is open you can't you can't you know you can't put toothpaste back in the tube you can't so now you're going to review it. It's just what are you going to review? Are you going to review everything? Are you going to review a little small part? What are you going to review? That's, you know, so it's just, to me, I'm so confused. And I just like the fact that I, I like to say that me, you, and Brian can go out in the front, front of Buffalo Wild Wings here, throw the ball around, and I can have my feet in bounds and say, oh, that's a catch. And you guys could all agree and not be like, well, he was bobbling. And, oh, well, he didn't survive the ground. Oh, well, he didn't do th-. It's like, what, in the, what are we doing? It just sounds like it's so muddy when it comes to some of these rules. And that's why, and like I said, I'm not trying to argue with anybody. That's why going back to the roughing the passer, it's like, okay, these guys are still, they're still paid to sack the quarterback. So if they can't land on them, like think about what we're saying out loud. If they can't land on them, and I know so many people hit me up and was like, well, Rich Gannon would say that, you know, Tony Saragusa did. I get it. I get it. Tony Saragusa, to me, that was like a, almost a belly flop on him. I mean, he just power drives him into the ground. I didn't see that from Chris Jones. I could be wrong. It's just, it's these guys, like a Max Crosby, I'm going to hate for the moment if it happens this year or any time where he gets called for a penalty because he landed on a guy too tough. And it's happened to Max before, right? He sacked the quarterback, and they're like, oh, personal foul. It's like, come on, man. What are we doing here? You know, and if a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray or – Who's the next quarterback they have coming up? Uh, I don't think uh, the Texans quarterback will do that. But, I mean, if one of these quarterbacks shakes out of it, Davis Mills isn't going to shake out of something. But can you imagine? I mean, like, think about this. Let's go back to one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history. You know, the Eli Manning where he shakes out of, the, out, of the, out of grasp. He looked like, to me, he was in the grasp. But they let him continue to fight and fight and fight, and then he throws the ball and, you know, the David, David Tyree catch on his helmet. And that was one of the greatest plays in, in Super Bowl history, right? At some point, a defender could say, well, wasn't he down? Wasn't, didn't I have him in the grasp because I'm not trying to take him to the ground? You know what I just thought about? The overcorrection that the officials would have if the quarterback gets in their face and says, oh, no, I had some more wiggle room there. Right. That if the officials were to just say, hey, a def- the defensive lineman, he has you by the shoulder pads, we're just going to blow it dead for the right. safety of the quarterback. Right. Then quarterbacks would be so exactly. upraised and offended by, hey, if you would have given me two more seconds, I was going to make some magic happen. Right. I was, I was out of that. Can you imagine a quarterback? Like, say, say Derek Carr. I know he's not the, you know, the guy who's the most fleet of foot, but just say he shook out of a, a potential sack 
and he's about to throw to a wide-open Devontae Adams, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're down. Everyone would be screaming bloody murder. Oh, my gosh, Derek Carr was out of that. How come they blew the whistle so quick? Well, they're trying to protect the quarterback. I don't know. He's still a football player, right? It's just it's so messy, and that's what I hate. I, I, I wish that we had in black and white we understood everything, and I don't think any of us understand exactly what it is. That's, that's where my biggest issue is. Mailman Raider said, until the refs are robots, there will always be bad calls, uh, good call, booty calls. It is what it is, and you're right. Until, and, and even then, who knows? I mean, it's, it's so many judgment calls. You know, one of my big things that I had a problem with, with is when in the playoffs when, what was it, the Saints and the Rams, when the uh, Ram DB drilled the Saints wide receiver and it was obvious pass interference and they didn't call it, what they do? They went and overcorrected the, the P.I. call. And then all of a sudden they were like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Let's reverse that. And they changed it back, right? They're like, oh, no, we're not going to do this, that, and the other. I mean, they, they went out of their way to try to correct it because they knew they blew it. You know, it's just, it, I, I guess with the human element, you're always going to have something bad, like Mailman Raider said. But it just it feels like to me they've made the quarterbacks in particular almost like they're not really football players, almost like they're flag football players, almost like they're wearing red jerseys mm-hmm. like they do in practice. That's what it feels that, I think that's the best way to put it. I think I don't even have to explain it anymore. To me, it feels like the quarterbacks are wearing red jerseys and everyone else is out there playing. Exactly. You remember that tackle that Derwin James had on Travis Kelsey on Thursday Night Football? Yeah. Where he basically puts some, picks him up and yep. spine busters him to the turf. Yep. If you do that to a quarterback, even if he is rushing oh, towards suspended. the end zone, yeah, yep. they, it's – like you said, they're just not playing the same game. The NFL is valuing quarterbacks more than any other player on the field, and it's not fair to the defensive players. First off, you got to worry about defending your position, getting past your, the offensive lineman to get to the quarterback, and then once you do, you got to do geometry and all this hard analytics in your head of how am I actually going to touch him. Right, exactly. Uh, one more quick text, then we'll take a break. In my opinion, the NFL messed up the concept of a catch when they passed the Bird Emanuel rule. Since that time, they fooled with different uh, iterations of what a catch is, and everyone's been confused, including the refs. That's Rob in Oakland. I agree. I agree 100%. You know, I, I remember that back in the day, man, that Bird Emanuel rule. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, one more text from the 405. We'll take a break then. One thing is for certain, the Raiders-Chiefs rivalry is back on, and it feels electric. I can agree with that 100%. It did feel electric, what they did on Monday night. I cannot wait to week 18 uh, at Allegiant Stadium. I just hope, I just hope and pray that that, uh, that that game means a lot. I hope there's a lot riding on that game at Allegiant Stadium and, and has even half the feel of that Chargers game a, a year ago. That would be fantastic. 4.15 is the time. When we come back, live from Buffalo Wild Wings, my man Damon Cotton, he is a – movie aficionado he went all the way in all the way in like dj Callywood, even though he's going all the way up but he went all the way in checked out a movie last night and he's got to review it he'll do that next it's red nation radio 920 you're listening to unnecessary roughness with your boy q on raider nation radio 190 West Craig is the spot we're at. Buffalo Wild Wings, North Las Vegas. Come on by. We're going to be here at least about 40 more minutes. Got some more prizes. Got some hats here on the table, some Raider hats, Coors Light hats. Got plenty of tickets on the table. And all you got to do is come on by and just grab them. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do a backflip. You don't have to do a somersault. You don't have to, like, stand on your head. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is come by and say, what up? 
and we'll get you hooked up just like that. My man Brian has been throwing everything just to everyone, just choo, 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 like Frisbees, man. He's been throwing these hats around here like Frisbees, just throwing them to everybody. So if you want to get hooked up, come on by, say what's up, and we'll definitely take care of you. Uh, on the text line at 69187, keyword R&R, we had someone that I haven't seen their name before, Kayla. <laughs> Q&D, I know what I'll be doing this weekend without Raiders football. Spending some time with my boo, Damon. <laughs> I hope he takes me to Joe's Seafood again. I find it very manly when he whips out the Joe's Seafood gift cards and pays for dinner. It turns me on like a light switch. Sincerely, Kayla. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 the gift cards. I wish I had gift cards to Joe's Seafood. Man, Thank you ain't lying. Crab. Come on, man. Hey, dog. <laughs> hey, dog. I wish I had some gift cards, too. <laughs> I'd be a manly man paying with some gift cards too. That spot, man. That uh, yeah, they you need some gift cards to go there. But uh, that is that is some really good food. I definitely recommend it to anyone who's going out and uh, around the Caesars Forum. Go check it out. Of course, they're a proud sponsor here of uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. Q's kickoff, which we'll have another edition of Q's kickoff, not this Sunday, but next Sunday at Allegiant Stadium prior to the Raiders and the Texans game. So uh, thank you so much for that, Sir Whiskey Ray, a.k.a. Kayla. Now, as we have Lee Sterling coming up from ParamountSports.com about 4.30 uh, to tell us about the betting lines, tell us about, uh, you know, how to, where to spend your money, how to spend your money, who to place your money on, get you hooked up. That's coming up in a few minutes. But, DeMond, you told me today that you went to the movies and you were excited, man. DeMond came running. When DeMond comes into the building fired up about something, that's when I really pay attention. So you saw a movie last night, and I guess this is the theme music to it. So go ahead and break it down, Damon. Halloween ends, Q. Scary movie. I don't like it already. All right, Halloween. Michael Halloween, Myers. I don't like Halloween either. He's been on. He's been on the hunt for uh, forty years. The first Halloween's in nineteen seventy-eight. Really? Two thousand eighteen. They scrap everything that was made in the past. They just say, hey, there was only one Halloween, the one made in nineteen seventy-eight. The guy gets put away. The shape, Michael Myers, and he's back for Laurie Strode. So we have Halloween, Halloween Kills, part two. And then we pick up on Halloween Ends, set four years in the future, let's say present day since the uh, 2018, 2019 version of Halloween Kills there. And Q, it hooked me immediately. Really? Because Michael Myers, we already know, man, he was on his Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon. I'm getting too old for this ish, you know? <laughs> Man's been at it for a long time, since 78. So what does he do? You know, it was almost like he was Michael Jordan, and he found a Kobe. He found someone to say, let me show you how to do this, young blood. Let me show you what this slashing game is all about. And from right there, you had a love wow. story. You had a mentor-mentor-mentee relationship. I mean, it had everything. Kyle Richards from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, my favorite series of the franchise, was in the movie. I mean, Q, this Wait, movie. hold on. Your favorite... Your favorite show is The Real Housewives? Oh, no, no, no. I, I watch I watch a different cities, but my favorite city is Beverly Hills. But you watch Real Housewives? Yeah, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, you've, 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 lost, you've lost all credibility <laughs> with me, brother. All credibility. I'm about to take a poll here in Buffalo Wild Wings. Who watches The Real Housewives? Let me, ask, let me ask you a question real quick. Can I ask my, my co-host here, he, watch, he watches Real Housewives. Can you believe that? Does he? That's what he says. I don't even watch it. Thank you. That's... She doesn't even watch it. You got to ask somebody else. <laughs> All right. You know. <laughs> is it good at least? Yes. Is it of good? Of course it's good. There's always drama, always something going on. And they be fighting. He said there's always drama. All he, it sounds like all he needs is a relationship. 
or some kids. Right. There you go. <laughs> that's why that's why I gotta get it through TV. But I anyway, Kyle okay, Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She was also in the movie. And I'll, I'll spoil this one. She lives to the end. She was also a part of that original one in 78. So I mean lives to the end. But really? Halloween, yeah. How old is she? Uh she's in her fit. She was like she was like one of the girls, like um Man, I was born in 76. I know how old I am. So she was in the movie in 78? Yeah, she was probably like seven in that movie, so oh, a couple dang. years older than you. Yeah, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you. so Halloween ends. I'm not going to give away any kills or any deaths. All I got to say is Michael Myers, you know, he really, he like I said, man, he was he basically, went, what they say, Jordan sent in the facts. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Michael Myers last night. He said, I'm back. I mean, tried, he's got a great last name. Tried to show, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Laurie Strode, I, I just don't get, and then they, they try to bring in some um, some meta context for it, you know, some real worldness. Let's say, like, the last Halloween Kills, it was it was almost of, hey, like, I'm going to say they were trying to get political because it was the evil around us. Michael Myers is trying to divide us as a town. And in this one, it was maybe, is evil born? Are we all born evil? Is there a little bit of evil inside of all of us if oh, you push geez. us further enough? Oh, I don't know, goodness. Q. If you got pushed, would there be a little evil in you? No, I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I uh, what did Tim Brown say, man? If you have good parents and they raise you right, you know they don't they don't raise you to be a dummy. Yeah, Michael Myers, he killed his parents. So, well, there you Th- go. He's a dummy. <laughs> He's a dummy. You know, you got smart parents. They don't raise no dummy. I got smart parents. They didn't raise no dummy. Yeah. So, Q, I don't know if I did. I intrigue you on watching this movie? No, I don't like Halloween. The 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 day, you know, I don't celebrate Halloween. I just I turn off the light. Uh, I'm very much a Scrooge. When it comes to that, like I don't hand out candy, I just don't. It's not my bag, and I hate scary movies. All right, Q. Well, let me t- let me try to entice you on something. I, I didn't tell you about the previews. Okay. There's a movie, and there there's these robbers. It's Christmas time. They break into these millionaires' house. You guys have however many hundreds of million dollars in the safe, okay. and that's our Christmas present. And then the girl, the daughter, she's wishing to Santa Claus. She's like, Santa, like come save the family. And Santa Claus, as ha- the real Santa in this movie, is fighting a group of house robbers. And the title of this movie is Violent Night. What about this movie? No. No. <laughs> Santa Claus is fighting anybody. Are you serious? That's so ridiculous. That Violent dumb- Night? That is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. What is that, a, a Wayans movie? No, it, it was a real Santa Claus is basically taking out these robbers one by one. And it's like, that can't be the real Santa Claus. And it's, what if it is the real Santa Claus? You know what I need? You know who I need to review this movie? I like your reviews because I know that you really pay attention to movies and you really focus in and like you that's your bag. I know you like to do that. I need a, a, a movie review by Juan the Smasher. Juan the Smasher reviewing movies would be fantastic. Juan would be like, man, and that fool was fighting these guys. That fool Santa Claus was fighting these guys. Like, are you serious? That fool was fighting the, the robbers. Like, fool, where they do that at? Like, I can hear Juan right now, man. Like, that's what I need. That's what I need in my life. I need some comedy. Yeah, we need to bring Wanda Smasher on the show. I know. Whenever, this, whenever Violent Night comes out, me and Wanda Smasher, opening night, and oh, we'll come back. A, yeah, he'll be like, man, Q, I was with this fool, Damon, and Damon was all into the movie. And fool, Santa Claus was fighting. Like, fool, where did they do that at? I can't stand them fools, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, now that's a movie review right there. And Damon would say, no, 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 but you got to understand what this is all about. And be like, man. Man, forget them fools, man. Them fools are stupid. Them fools, where they do that at, man? Let me see that neighborhood where Santa Claus be fighting fools, man. I don't believe in that. Jamal be like, oh, no, wait, hold on, man, hold on. Look, you got to see it from this angle. Fool, I ain't never seen that angle. That's stupid. 
Shout out to Juan the Smasher. 428 is the time. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time to take a look at the lines that can help win you some money with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Brought to you by Joe's Stone Crab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And joining us now on the phone lines is our good friend Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And Lee, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. As always, we appreciate you. Week six is officially underway. We saw, uh, well, we saw a game on Thursday night. What did you think of the start? The Commanders getting the win over the Bears 12-7 to Thursday night. So if you would have texted me, Q, which you do sometimes during the games, we're, you know, exchanging ideas, um, I couldn't have told you. Didn't watch a game. First time ever. Did not watch a live Thursday night game. Usually watching it, doing some work, getting ready for the weekend, maybe watching some other games on my computer, uh, taped, getting ready for the weekend. But just said no and waited till this morning to watch it. And just a lot a lot more pleasurable to watch a game in 18 to 20 minutes on tape. So um, unless they give us better games, and, and I can't live bet. Amazon is about 40 to 50 seconds behind, so I can't uh, live bet. So, uh, I mean, if I can't live bet and I'm not enjoying the game, you know what? I'm just, uh, until they give me a better game, I'm going to wait and uh, watch it on tape. So last two, maybe two of the worst games we've ever seen. And, and what's crazy about Fields is the kid has talent. Yep. But some of the things he does, I mean, trying to throw a sidearm pass <laughs> uh, in the middle of the field when you're inside the five-yard line, I mean, just they, and it's just common sense. You can't do stuff like that. So play calling, not very good for the Bears. Two really bad teams. Yeah, no, they were. And that was a good little nugget that you dropped about Amazon and the fact that you can't do the live betting because I know a lot of folks do live betting. So uh, interesting yep. right there. I'm glad you uh, you brought that up. And I wasn't They're going to even... have to fix it. Yep. They're going to have to yep. fix it, Q. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's a really bad uh, look and – you know, even sometimes there's times, I don't know what it is, every two or three times, first couple of weeks when I was watching games, it was like the fuzz on the on the picture. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether they can, the bandwidth, they can only hold a certain amount of people. It's not like people are beating down their doors. I know first couple of weeks, they're only getting half the expected viewers. So they got to fix this this up the NFL does. It's yeah. just, right now, it's a disaster. No, they definitely need to fix it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's get into some plays, man. College football and the NFL this weekend, looking at some good games. Uh, let's talk about Utah and USC. Right now, Utah is minus three and a half versus the USC Trojans. What are your thoughts on this one, Lee? All right, so um, I think everyone underestimated UCLA. UCLA is a really good team, really talented. So I don't think the loss Utah had there was that bad, and it was also on the road. Mm-hmm. So USC six and zero. They have won the last two games at home, seventeen and sixteen point wins against Arizona State and Washington State. <laughs> Not much competition there. I'm watching them, and they have one big weakness: gave up 144 rushing yards to Washington State, a passing team. 153 to Oregon State, mediocre opponent. 164 to Fresno State, another passing team that's done nothing this year. 146 to Rice, who is awful. And 221 to Stanford, who is bad. Uh, Utah's run the ball for 162 to 247 yards in all six games. The games at home, 
This is where they do their best work. 15-6 and six against the spread as a home favorite. One of the toughest places to play. They will be going crazy there. Kyle Whittingham wouldn't do any interviews this week. He will have his team laser-focused. I like Utah by double digits, 35-25. Boom, there it is. Utah over USC, says Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. Good way to get us started on this Friday here on Raider Nation Radio 920. How about a game near and dear to our heart, Air Force and UNLV. The game is here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. It's homecoming, Air Force minus 10 versus the Rebels. Lee, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, near and dear to your heart, but uh, I'm going to break your heart here. I think the bloom is finally off, this UNLV team. And did not play well last week, and they were run all over. San Jose State, I mean, they did a number on them, and now they're going to face an Air Force team that's angry, coming off being upset last week. And what do they do? They run the football. Last year, when they pounded UNLV, they ran the ball for 515 Mm. yards, didn't even attempt a pass. It's going to get ugly here. I like Air Force. 48-10, no Broomfield. Uh, Their receiving core injured. I I don't see any relief in sight here. Man, and that's a terrible homecoming, isn't it? (laughs) That's a terrible homecoming (laughs) is when you get blown out there and you're in your own building. But there it is, Air Force minus 10 versus UNLV. Lee Sterling says that is a blowout right there in favor of Air Force. Again, you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Lee Sterling is our guest. All right, let's turn our attention to the NFL. How about the Cardinals and the Seahawks? This is the NFC West battle. Both teams are 2-3. and Cardinals are minus 2 on the road versus Seattle. How do you see this one shaking out? Cardinals got some real problems, and normally I, you know, I'm not too keen on, on talking about two, two and three teams. But one team I think is on the way up, one's on the way down. The Seahawks gave up 45 points to the Lions, 39 last week to the Saints, and the Saints were without their starting quarterback and top three receivers. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a big game here. I know he's without DeAndre Hopkins, but Rondell Moore getting into high gear, and the Cardinals are 10-1 and one straight up and against the spread the last 11 regular season road games. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they got a ritual where they watch a movie the night before, uh, playing knock hockey. I'm not sure, but whatever they're doing, they need to keep doing it. I like Arizona big, 38-28. There you go right there, and then they get DeAndre Hopkins back after this week, so Arizona's going to start to feel a bit better about themselves and lick their wounds and try to make a run to close out the season. There you go, Cardinals minus two versus Seahawks. All right, Lee, let's close this out with the AFC West battle, and no, it's not the Raiders. They're on a bye week. So the Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. The Chargers right now sitting at minus five and a half versus the Broncos. Break this one down for us. So Denver's two and three, but it feels like they're like <laughs> – 0-5 right. or 1-4. It yep. is that bad. Uh, they've only scored six touchdowns. Uh, to put it in perspective, Seahawks, they scored 10 with Geno Smith wow. at quarterback. I think Russell Wilson is washed. I told people two years ago, saw some things in his play that really scared me. You know, hey, a lot of quarterbacks, really good ones. You know, it's 35, 37, 38. You see a steep decline. It started at 31. I think he's done at 33. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, it's good for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, but they've got a real problem now. I don't know if they can somehow salvage a couple years. But now Nathaniel Hackett, his play calling, not good. Uh, they lost, I thought, one of the top running backs in the NFL, Javante Williams. Their offensive tackle, uh, left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Both are done for the season here. And 
the Chargers have, you know, they're losing some top players. You you lose your maybe one of your top defensive players and your top receiver in Allen. You know what? They're compensating for it. Uh, their top left tackle, they end up losing with Sean Slater. They find a kid in the draft here. Taylor, he's playing well. He's protecting Justin Herbert's blind side here. I think the right side is the L.A. Superchargers, 27-20 oh, Denver. Tw- there it is, 27-20 over the Denver Broncos, says Lee Sterling, AFC West battle. One of the two teams I have to lose, and so that's cool for the Raiders. Preferably it'd be the Chargers, but hey, I get it because Denver is not very good, as you mentioned. Well, Lee, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Anyone wants to reach out to you and get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com, big weekend. Uh, got uh, some big plays, a huge best bet going in college and also in the NFL. You want to join us there? Baseball playoffs on fire there, and also a great start to the year in the NHL and even the USC. Got a USC card up in the belt for twenty five dollars. Check it all out. ParamountSports.com or give me a call here at the office eight hundred four hundred nine seven. There it is right there. Great stuff as always. Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports. Lee, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the games, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Q. You too. There he goes. Lee Sterling right there, ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports. Definitely appreciate his time and his efforts each and every week. 190, West Craig, that's where we're at. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're here till 5 o'clock. Still got some more prizes to hand out to you, so come on by and get hooked up and do it right now with Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 190 West Craig, North Las Vegas, Buffalo Wild Wings is the spot. We're here for at least 18 more minutes. Got some prizes here that we want to hook you up with. Tickets, hats, shirts, all kind of good stuff. Raiders, everything we got. Topo Chico, they're on, they're on hand. They got the drink specials that they got. They're handing out samples. You can try those. They got some visors. They got some koozies. We got all kind of stuff for you. Just come on by. Say what's up. You have to do nothing but just say hello, and you get hooked up just like that. I'll say this, Damon. You've uh, you've caused some. You've caused a little bit of a stir up with your movie reviews. What movie did you review again, Damon? Halloween ends. Halloween ends, and that when did it come out? Yesterday. Yes. Okay, so DeMond went and saw it immediately. He gave us the review of it. But where he messed up, while he was giving us the review, he all of a sudden decided to let us know that he was a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fan. Or actually, just a Real Housewives fan in general. Got a bunch of texts in response to that. Mailman Raider said, Real Housewives, hmm, must be a Titans thing. That's a text, 69187, keyword r Got a text from Zeke in Bakersfield. Q, there is no way. I was excited about the movie, but lost me at Housewives. What is going on? And then another text from Zeke in Bakersfield. Over or under, D watches Selling Sunset too. I'd bet the over. Well, Zeke in Bakersfield, run me my money. Because I don't watch Selling Sunset. I don't even know what that is. It's um, it's like a real estate show, but no, I don't watch it. I watch a lot of reality TV, but I've got I've never gotten into. What that. would make you want to watch Real Housewives? Um, I used to be roommates with um two girls, 
and you know, and that that's that will be on TV. I'll tell you what, brother. Now nah, you know what? I'll just go ahead and keep that to myself. All right, yeah, <laughs> man. But I'm just saying. I'll just go ahead and keep that to myself. Let's just put it like that. Real Housewives is not would have been would not have been my entertainment choice. Just I'm gonna leave it at that. It's a family show. I'm gonna keep it real. Just saying. A lot of reality TV. I mean, 90 Day Fiance got into that as well. I mean, it's not. This is not my go-to choice, but I'm just saying. You referenced it pretty quickly, though. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, Beverly Hills is my favorite. There's there's a lot going on. Oh, I mean, we we got 10 minutes. You want to hear about this past season? <laughs> no, I don't. Not at all. Now, the wife. I'll say this: the wife uh, used to watch Naked and Afraid all the time. Did you watch that show? No, because I that's something I can't I just can't get into it. So you would watch Real Housewives, but you ain't gonna watch Naked and Afraid. No, I don't want to watch Naked People. I mean, they're not gonna see. You're not gonna see like you know. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, you're not gonna see all that. But then you it's, know, it's on you, TV. You know, the show won't let them really get hurt. I mean, they're out in the wilderness. They got bugs. They they look like with with that show and that show used to bother me because. It looked like the you know the little guys on the on the commercials where they're saying like a dollar a day you can feed a starving kid in Africa or mm -hmm. whatever like that. It'd have a guy with a fly you know just like standing on his head and walking around his face around his mouth and it's like he wouldn't he wouldn't shoo the fly off his face almost like he couldn't feel it. I'm like man get that thing off your face and then they would always have bugs that would that would infest them in one way or the other you know women crevices man crevices and I'm like that's uncomfortable. And I'm not a wilderness guy anyway. I don't like camping. I don't like all that stuff. So that already made me comfortable. And that's if I was dressed, let alone if I was naked. So, you know, when, when those guys, they get in their boat or they get in the little truck or whatever, obviously I've seen a few of them with the wife because she really used to enjoy that. She, I think she believed that she can do it, but she can't. She can't do that. It takes a special person to go out there in the wilderness and be naked and afraid. I was afraid just watching it for some of them. I mean, you know, when you hear the, you hear all of a sudden an animal, and they're, you're like, I'm good. I'm out of here. Call, 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 call the man. Tell him I'm sick. I need to come be, get picked up. I'm out. I don't so like, like even that. like, what about like a show like Survivor? Could you be, be, could you be on one of those? Um, I don't think so. We used to do, when Survivor first came out, I thought it was a cool show. We did Survivor in the studio in San Francisco. We did the Wild 94.9 version, but I wasn't an on-air personality. I was a street team guy at the time, so actually we called it Party Crew. So we had to do challenges to help the jocks get out of the studio for a day to go shower and clean up. And if we didn't win our challenge, then they couldn't get out. So Strawberry used to go to me because he's like, Q's got my back. He, I got him. So we'd have to do some stupid stuff. Like one of our challenges was we had to get in a shopping cart and get pushed down a hill in San Francisco, which, you know, the hills in San Francisco are pretty big. I didn't get pushed down the hill because I'm not an idiot, but other people did. Um, we may have participated in securing a, a tire in a rim that was not, you know, that was at one point attached to a car. We may have we may have participated in that, like my crew, my crew, just, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. But I'm a good law-abiding citizen, so I didn't do anything too silly. But, you know, stuff like that, you know, challenges like that we did. But that was – can you imagine – you okay? Think about this. This was the big challenge. You know our radio personalities: mm -hmm. Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, Heidi Fang, JT, Bobby, you, me. Could you imagine us all in that studio that you're sitting in right now, doing our shows live with everyone else still stuck in the studio? So once the morning tailgate is over, Clay, Heidi, and Vinny they still get stuck there while JT's doing his show, and Bobby's. In his, could you imagine 
as claustrophobic as Bobby is. Bobby don't like people within a, uh, any kind of range of him. Could you imagine all of us being – and then doing our normal thing. So if me and you are prepping for the show, it's like, hey, Damon, at 2.30 we got this guest coming up while JT's talking. Could you imagine how big of a cluster that would become? Oh, it would be, but hold on. Is it just all, is it just all day? Yeah, like you could not leave the studio until somebody outside. So maybe we have to go to, like, uh, Brian, who's here. Maybe I'd call Brian and be like, hey, Brian, I need a lifeline. Uh, I want to get out of the studio. You have to go secure, you know, uh, 16 wings from Buffalo Wild Wings and bring them back within a certain time. Can you, do, you know, or, or whatever. You know, like there was a challenge that he'd have to do. And, he had, one, he'd have to accept the challenge. And, two, he'd have to do it in the right amount of time for me to get that pass to get out of the studio. That's what it was like. Home, when you guys did this challenge back in the day, I know because I, I was like, oh, I put my AirPods in and I'd be fine. Was there things like permitted? Like you can't just put on like your CD set and put your headphones on. Was there stuff like that? No. Like, I you mean, you, basically you had to do whatever you had to do. Like you could have a headset on, you know, but they didn't. we didn't have AirPods. I know. Then. So I'm just saying. I know. Right. Like, yeah, I remember but how yeah. CD players worked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but could you imagine you're, you're not allowed to leave the studio for the whole day. And I mean, you're overnight too. You're, I mean, this is like a week challenge. Oh, and week? we had, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we nah. had the webcams in the studio so you can, so the audience could be listening and watching at the same time. And like, I could be yelling at you, or I could be yelling, JT could be yelling at me because we're being too loud while he's on the air trying to do a show. And people would be viewing us on the camera like, oh, so we're my not gosh. respecting the show? No, oh. it's, you live your normal life. No, yeah, exactly. You y'all got y'all got me that, for maybe five hours. That's what hours. I'm saying. Could oh, you I imagine? No, could I, you imagine how frustrated people would be? I love you, Raider mean, Nation, but I wouldn't do that for you. That's what I'm saying. Like, could you? And that's how. That's why it was good. But that was when Survivor <laughs> first started, because it was. I mean, you want to talk about reality show? That was the ultimate reality show on the radio, but you could also view it on the webcam. It was. It was fantastic. Like, I would love to do it, but could you imagine? Could you? I mean, seriously, like, we, you know how irritated I get. Mm-hmm. I get very irritated very quickly when we're on the air. Could you imagine Clay and Vinny in the background talking while we're trying to do a show? Like, we're, t- we're interviewing Tim Brown, and Clay's in the background going, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> <I'd- laughs> that's his go-to. That's one of his go-tos. I'd want to kill the guy. Be like, shut the hell up. I got Tim Brown on the phone. First person to leave would be JT. Oh, JT, I don't even think he'd participate. <laughs> I think the first person would be Bobby. Bobby would be like, oh, forget this. I'm good, man. I got to go. You right? know who and, would win? And th- Who? Harry. If we also brought in Harry. Well, Harry could be a part of it. And then think about this. What about guys like Joseph who run the games? Like say we oh. have the Aviator game or Chapman who's running the games. Think about the Raider game actually airing. Right? While the, while the Raider game is going on and all of a sudden we got – I mean, could you imagine how big of a cluster that would be? Yeah, I would, I, would get, I would get so annoyed. Like, I would try to compose myself. Oh, I'll just sit in the corner and mind my own business. But I know eventually somebody's going to say something. Or I'm just going to look at somebody and be like, yo, can you shut up? Oh, dog, I'd want to, I'd <laughs> man. Like, I thought it was cool because I was a party crew guy and I wasn't stuck in the studio. But it was great listening and it was great watching on the webcam. Uh, but, man, I would, be, I would be so mad. Like, Heidi would be one that would drive me crazy. Heidi would, she would, oh, man, she'd make my, my, my hair on my back of my neck stand up. Because I can hear her right now, like, I can hear Clay talking to her and her laughing right in the middle of us, like, having a serious discussion. And I'd be like, shut up. Shut up. We're trying to do a show. You know, but, but you can't because it's everyone's, everyone's entitled to the area. <laughs> and then I'm trying, you know, and then could you imagine, like, I'm trying to do program director duties, right? I'm trying to write. 
write promos or I'm trying to do this, that, and the other and, and on my computer or send emails and have a meeting with Natalie on, over Zoom while everyone's on the air. That would just get, oh, my gosh, it would be so bad. I don't even know if that would be legal these days. But back then it was. You know, we didn't have such, you know, whatever laws. But I can imagine how bad that was. Just think about how ugly that scene would get with all those people that I just mentioned. Not even to take into account, you know, um, the as the kids say on Twitter, I know it smelled crazy in there. After uh, a day, I know I, it would be. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. The, no yeah. shower? Right, exactly. A day? Yeah. Exactly. And how small this studio? Yeah, it smelled crazy. Nah. Exactly. <laughs> we, got a, we got a tweet from Lil Al Davis said, the real reason DeMond watched uh, The Real Housewives, and he, put a, uh, he tweeted out a picture of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know if you saw that on the R and R account, I just, or it's on your account too. Oh no, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So is that the real? Reason? I mean, all it's, it's always beautiful women on these shows. Oh, okay, so it was easy on the eyes. So you were you were with that? Of course. Oh, we just got a text in from Joseph. He said, "Tell Q I would be posted up in the corner, sipping a drink while enjoying the chaos." Oh, that's <laughs> Joseph, our guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joseph is so cool. He's cooler than the other side of the pillow. He's like, I wouldn't even worry about it. I'd be chilling. And I believe him. No, I do too. I, do. I mean, anyone with that kind of co- – I would lose my mind. I'd want to put a hole in all your guys' chest. I mean, every single one of you. I wouldn't want to work with you guys anymore. I mean, I could just understand how irritated I would – I know how quickly I'd get irritated with the show if that's what the case was. Quick couple texts real quick. One from the 408. Q, are you trying to say DeMond has no game? Two female roommates? Yeah, hey, you can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> you can have – you can draw your own conclusions. That's why I said it's a family show. I'm trying to keep it real and clean. Damon, who's your favorite housewife? The ladies from New Jersey are crazy. Sir Whiskey Ray. So who, who's your favorite housewife? Oh, it's definitely Kyle, the one that was in uh, Halloween Ends last night. Okay. I, got, I don't know because I don't watch that show. Even the wife don't watch that show. Uh, got a text from, the, oh, from Zeke in Bakersfield. D draws the line at Naked and Frey but vows on uh, Real Housewives. Wow, hilarious stuff. Zeke in Bakersfield. Doc, you've lost all credibility with Zeke. Zeke's like, I'm done with DeMond. I thought he was cool, but I am so done with him. So done with DeMond, you and your housewives. Well, maybe we'll put something together, man. We'll do a, a, a Royal Rumble. Maybe that would interest you. Royal Rumble style in the studio. Obviously, like wrestling, it would be fake where there wouldn't be any kind of contact. How dare you? <laughs> I kid, I kid. Anyway, it's been so much fun being here at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm hooking up everyone with all these prizes. Before I get out of here, I'm going to do that. Thanks for coming by, hanging out with us. Every Friday we'll be at another Buffalo Wild Wings. Enjoy the weekend, Raider Nation. Uh, I'll be back at the Oyo on Monday, so uh, you can check us out there. Damon, great job today. We appreciate you as always, and thanks to all our guests. been fantastic. Have a great weekend. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.